Welcome to Life Expansion After 50 Podcast. Today's episode, we'll be going through the seven fitness areas framework once again, just to set the stage as we're going through the cognitive biases, and I'm going to map some of these to each of the seven fitness areas. So I just want to go through that framework once again. So as I've said before, the framework is set up so we have mental, physical, and spiritual on the left side, and relationship, professional, and financial on the right side, and emotions is in the middle. And as we move from the left side to the right side, we move from the things that we control into emotions, which can actually act as a plus factor or a takeaway factor, depending on how we're modulating our emotions, and then to the right side, where those things tend to be in the control of others, at least partially. So my objective with the seven fitness series is to have a repeatable track to run on and so that you can repeat it over and over. And once you migrate from a have, do, be, or do, have, be framework into a be, do, have, you'll notice that the be, do, have, it just happens again and again. There's more and more and more levels, but they become easier and there's a lot less drama than on the first time as we make the major shift. Now, the seven fitness areas are not what you would think. In each of the areas, I talk about a different aspect of it. While there may be some correlations, the focus is on the internal environment that we're creating in that area. And the internal environment has to do with neuroplasticity, epigenetics, coherence, and even the heart-mind, as well as emotional intelligence. Now, an example, just to make the point, is that some people will draw conclusions between how folks manage their relationships and the incidence of contracting cancer. Or perhaps people will draw relationships between stress and the self-talk. So let's start with the mental area. The mental area is the command center. Epigenetics, unconscious interference, mindset, and more are all under the domain of the mental area, or should be. And so we begin there. Again, it's in our control. The objective is to take control of the powerful present moment. In the process, we take back some of our day from the unconscious and get the automaticity working for us. The physical area. The physical area is so much more important than people think. It's the basis for brain function, given that the brain uses 20% of our total daily metabolism. Now, even if it has to leach what it needs from other parts of the body, consider serotonin, often thought of as a brain chemical, is primarily in the gut. The objective is to learn to manage your physiology because it impacts your performance in all areas. Now, for context, we can exist for seconds without blood, minutes without air, days without water, and weeks without food. This gives us a clue to the importance of clean blood, deep breathing, and proper hydration. Most people know nutrition is important, but to know and to not do doesn't get us much more than not knowing. The spiritual area. This area is not in the sense of religion or spirituality. It's from the internal sense, being aware of what you're doing and the results that you're getting. Then using awareness to select the best strategy and tactics for the desired outcome in that situation. Consider how many feats martial arts masters can perform because of their internal strength. The objective in this area is when you fully understand the spiritual area and your ability to be aware and your ability to be aware that you're aware, you'll start to see the value of meditation and why the sound bite, I have so much to do today, I better meditate twice as long, is more relevant than you might think. The spiritual area enables us to harness and direct our energy. This prepares us for the next area, which amounts to energy and motion. The emotional area, from the nocebo version first, the three areas above are in our control. So is the emotional area, but it's also the easiest one to be hijacked, and often the hijacking comes from our internal perceptions. 
from our thinking or focus. It's also one that, in my opinion, is often misused. The objective, modulating emotions, not suppressing them is the objective. The emotional area is the gateway to what you desire in your life. And if you're not able to modulate your energy in motion, you may find yourself sabotaging the things that are most important to you. Now, let's look at emotional area, the placebo version. Keep in mind, the placebo gets us benefits from inert pills and the nocebo can create illnesses from an inert pill. So the placebo version, as much as the emotional area can be a gateway to the right side of the framework, it is even more power as an enabler. Emotions open the door to quantum results. Emotion is energy in motion and the field of infinite possibility is energy. The objective here, turn your vision into feeling, not the thing you will achieve when you reach the goal, but the life you'll be living as a result of achieving the goal. Find the emotional juice that correlates with the accomplishment. Where will you go? What will you do? Who will you do it with? How will you celebrate daily? Learn to lean into that emotion, and that's where your power comes to get your day-to-day -day work done. The relationship area. Everything we want is at least partially controlled by someone else. So the relationship area is important. The second thing is our purpose invariably involves serving some version of humanity. The objective here, it starts with having a good relationship with ourselves and involves managing the first four areas in a way that relationships also serve us rather than becoming barriers. Just think how many organizations suffer from problem relationships between coworkers or bosses, or maybe it's just communication issues. And that leads us to the professional area. The professional area is the vehicle for our purpose to serve the intended audience, regardless of whether we are choosing to work on someone else's vision or decide to be an entrepreneur or solopreneur, or maybe even a nonprofit. You at least need basic skills in the professional area to move the action forward. The objective here, once you know your purpose and your passion, the next step is to map these to the service you want to provide. Simply doing what you love is not enough because you'll stumble and getting back up can be hard. Now, having a purpose that is greater than yourself goes a long way to making it all worth it. And then finally, we have the financial area. This is so broad that there's already so much written about it. Here I introduce ways to strengthen your balance sheet in your life and your organization. Strong balance sheets enable options. I like to think of the balance sheet as a sort of energy. The objective, there are many ways to approach financial fitness, from redefining what it means to be financially independent or designing a life in which you can navigate without ever having to worry about money or what you'll do with your legacy and beyond. By the time you effectively work through the other areas, you'll have the perspective to redefine this area for yourself to control your destiny. Now, this is as succinct as I can get it right now. I've literally written entire chapters, 15,000 words and more on each of the, the different areas. I'll continue to refine it. What I like about it is that no matter where a person is, it grows with them. It meets you where you are and grows with you. For those people already living through a be-do-have paradigm, uh, you already know that there's still level after level that you'll encounter. There's a lot less stress and drama moving up from level to level once you're in that be-do-have, of course, than it is from that making that major shift from a have-do-be. Now, for these transformations, they'll even get easier. In the future, you'll find yourself going from hoping it's going to work to expecting that it'll work to knowing that it's going to work. As far as how long the journey takes, six months is safe. I've seen the on-ramp be completed in a month 
when a person's already living through a be, do, have. And I think there's obviously some motivation in terms of what the purpose or the vision is. For others, especially some A-type people, it can take longer, not always, but because they're so used to relying on concrete tools and resources and have locked into them, locked into a do, have, be existence, making the shift a little bit harder. I'll leave it there. If you want to get more content like this and you're a leader or business owner expecting to make a pivot or transformation, I invite you to join my private Facebook group, NeuroChange Habits for Leaders and Entrepreneurs. You can access the invitation at neurochangeinnovations.com slash leaders group or find the link in the podcast description. And we'll see you on the other side. 